we are among those who are called in these days to hear him now. Welcome to the Bethany Lutheran Sermon Podcast for the week of January 17th, 2021. This is the second week after the Epiphany, and today Pastor Kevin Kreitzer begins a new series entitled, Can You Hear Me Now? based on 1 Samuel chapter 3. The key verses for today are in the show notes. Our God speaks during the Epiphany season. Now, Epiphany means manifestation or, or revelation. During the Epiphany season, we uh, learned that long before Verizon was asking the question, our God was asking the question, can you hear me now? Of course, he was also calling his people to reveal him, to manifest his goodness and his grace. So you can maybe say he was also saying, can you hear, H-E-R-E, can you hear me now? God speaks and God listens. Listen again to the story that was read by Carl earlier as recorded in the book of Samuel. Now the name Samuel, interestingly enough, means God has heard. The man Samuel, who authored the pair of books in the Old Testament named after him, was the prophet who anointed David to be the king of Israel. But long before that, Samuel's birth verified the truth that God hears. He gives ear to his people. And Samuel's birth also validated that God was here. Or in that case, there. Israel, 1000 B.C. The story relates the reality that God was going to act in a new way so that he could connect and relate to the people of Israel. See, just as God had opened the barren womb of Sarah that he might fulfill his promises made, so too in this account, God opens the barren womb of Hannah that he might fulfill the prayer that she had offered. Hannah, Samuel's mother, was without child. You heard uh, Kaylee tell the, tell the account. She pleaded with God for a son. After her son's birth, she gives him the name that means God has heard. In recognition of the fact that her pregnancy came about after she had poured out her heart to God. Yet, almost as we might expect with the biblical narrative, uh, the tale takes a bit of a twist here. Hannah doesn't hold on to Samuel for long. She doesn't raise him from childhood to adolescence to, to young adulthood and 
one day pat him on the back as he goes out to start life. After the child is weaned, she actually takes her son to the priest. Essentially, the boy who she longed for, who she prayed for, who she wanted, she sent off to priestly boarding school at a very young age. And quite an age it was. We're told here in the text that in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. Visions were infrequent. What that means is that even though they had the Torah, even though they had the books of Moses, Genesis, through Deuteronomy, the priests weren't even actually teaching people the word of the Lord. The priests were, in fact, ignoring their calling. They were not worried about the people spiritually forming. And in fact, the priests were abusing the offering system. The best of the offerings, which were to be sacrifices to the Lord, the priests took for themselves. Now, these two priests spoken about in the text, their father, Eli, he was the senior priest. And while he did rebuke his sons, he didn't prevent them from continuing doing the same. It is this man named Eli that is responsible for the raising up of the young boy, Samuel. Now, before we continue with Samuel's story, let's go back to those other boys for just a moment, those abusive priests. Pay attention. These individuals are not interlopers. They had been raised in the faith. Not only had they been raised in the faith, they had been instructed in the ways of God. Not only had they been instructed in the ways of God, they had been ordained into the priesthood of God, called to, in fact, instruct others in the ways of the Lord and raise them up in the same. And yet we find these men instead treating the things of God with contempt. They forgot who they were. And worse yet, they forgot who their God is. On the one hand, today's account confirms how vital it is to have a word from the Lord. Without an epiphany, without a manifestation, without a revelation. One has creation, and while that does indeed bear witness to God's eminence, it doesn't bear witness to his transcendence. In other words, while it tells us that God is out there, it doesn't let us know that God is right here. It validates how powerful he is, but it doesn't verify how merciful he is. It displays that he is masterful 
in thought. But it doesn't reveal that he is relational at heart. It is his word, written, spoken, incarnate in Jesus Christ that manifests such and lets us know that he is a God who hears and a God who is here. Neither of the brothers cared to embrace, let alone to share that truth. Back to the story of the other boy, Samuel. This hearing God would be heard as well. So one night, as the priests slept, now pre-pandemic, a lot of church workers often felt like they slept at church campuses. I suppose during the pandemic, many congregational members have wondered if church workers are even ever on campus. But that's a different story. Back in those days, Samuel's days, the parsonage, much like the sanctuary, was a tent. And in the tent, the priests resided. One night, while the priests slept, the Lord called out to Samuel, called him by name. Three times, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. Three times the voice of the Lord spoke the boy's name. On each occasion, the boy was roused, went out to Eli's bedroom, so to speak. Did you call me? The boy, Samuel, was confusing the voice of God with the voice of the senior priest. Finally, at Eli's direction, the boy went back and lay down and on the fourth occasion, when the Lord called Samuel, the boy said, as he had been instructed, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now, on the one hand, we can commend the old priest. He does what he's supposed to do. He, he trains young Samuel in the ways of God. On the other hand... This story is fraught with heaviness. See, Eli hadn't been listening to God. And it appears that God hadn't been speaking to him for quite some time. Long enough that it took Eli several times before he realized what was going on. The priest of God took several events before he recognized that God was at work. Now, as Samuel requests, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, the Lord tells Samuel all that's about to take place. That includes Eli's downfall, the collapse of his house, the elimination of his family line as priests, of the Lord. 
It's because of the sins of Eli's sons and the failure of Eli to discipline them. Eli heard, and hearing of his family's impending downfall, he resigned himself to his fate. Now, I could be too harsh on this. I admit maybe I'm wrong. But it does not sound to me like Eli is really just simply quoting Job, who spoke earlier. He's not echoing the words of Job when he says, He is the Lord. Let him do as he sees right. Eli simply resigns himself to rejection. Rather than throw on sackcloth and ash, rather than turn in repentance, he simply awaits condemnation due him. Perhaps there is no greater manifestation of spiritual apathy of the priest than his lack of repentance and his lack of desire for restoration and renewal. In any case, God had asked to be heard. Samuel listened. And God instructed the boy, hear, H-E-R-E, hear me now. Even as you hear, H-E-A-R, me now. The boy would become Israel's first true prophet in a long time. Eli is repudiated, Samuel is substantiated, and God has communicated that he has a voice and he was present. God would not leave himself without a witness, nor his church without a guide. That is as true in 2021 AD as it was in 1021 BC. We are among those who are called in these days to hear him now. Unlike the sons of Eli, I think this text calls us to make sure we never become calloused to the things of God. We never treat his word with such familiarity that it breeds contempt among us, that it robs us of awe, that the God of heaven has come down to earth in a word made flesh and a word jotted on paper to speak to us personally as well as communally. And this text tells us to hold fast to the word of life because it's his greatest revelation. And like the son of Hannah and his mother, these words ask us to hold fast to the other truth, that our God who has spoken is a God who is present. That our God who says, hear me now, listen to my voice, is a God that says, hear me now, be my hands and my feet and my lips.
to the world. Like the boy Samuel, you know that God has heard. So like the boy Samuel, may we give ear to his word and embodiment to it in our lives. To the glory of his holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found at www.bethanylutheran.org. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. Join us next week as we continue our series, Can You Hear Me Now?